Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. And today we are going to be chatting about workout splits. Okay, so this is definitely going to be of value to you if you are someone who has maybe ever just wondered, like, are you training the right muscle groups on the right days of the week for your goals? Or even if you are someone who is going to the gym consistently right now, but maybe you feel like you're in a bit of a plateau. Now that could be a strength plateau. That could be like you plateaued when it comes to building certain muscles or certain areas, even a weight loss plateau, this could absolutely apply to you. Um, Or even if you are someone who is maybe in momentum, but you kind of just find your training sessions being monotonous, you're stuck on kind of like autopilot, just going through the motions, you want to spice things up, you want to take your results to the next level, but you don't really know what that would look like in terms of structure and what changes to actually make to optimize your results. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you guys kind of some considerations to think about when you are changing up your workout splits or even determining a workout split for yourself. I'll also give you guys some examples for different goals. I'll chat a little bit about what some of my clients do and how I set up their programs based on a variety of things. And we'll also just talk about the pros and cons of different workout splits on kind of like a macro scale. So before we get into the nitty gritty of it all, I do want to make sure everyone understands what a workout split is. Okay. So essentially what that means is it's just the breakdown of how you structure your training sessions each week. So it's not necessarily like what exercises you're doing or anything to do with your rest times. It's essentially just like, what is your focus for each of your training sessions during the week? Like, are you doing, are you training your full body every day? Are you training upper body, lower body, core? Is it more specific? Like, are you doing a chest and bicep day, a gluten hamstring day? Because your workout split should support your goals, as well as a variety of other things that we are going to touch on. Now, if you are someone who's going to the gym, you're working out and you don't have a workout split, like you just show up at the gym and you just do stuff and then you go home and then a couple of days later, you go back to the gym and you show up and you do stuff. That's your very first big mistake. And that's probably why your progress is not where you want it to be. There's, If you don't have a workout split, I'm assuming you don't have a lot of other components that are essential to seeing progress. But you don't want to just wing your workouts. We talk about that a lot. So you should absolutely, if you're not working with a coach and you're just winging your training, like um, this episode is is really going to help you out because you need to determine a workout split if you want to see actual progress. Because in order to progress, you have to have some type of structure, progress, and results. Like they don't happen by accident. There's a formula for them. There's a lot of different formulas that can give us the same result and the same outcome. But essentially, we need to make sure we are putting in the right ingredients. 
So to kick things off, there are four big things that I consider when I am determining a workout split for a program or for a client. Okay. So I'm going to dive into all of them. But just to summarize, the biggest one is what is your goal? Second is what does your lifestyle look like? What is your fitness level? And what is your personality? Okay. So goal is number one, because your workout split needs to support your goals. So if we look at it on more of like a macro scale, are you looking to build muscle? Are you looking to lose weight? Are you looking to kind of maintain where you're at? But much deeper than that, it's like, what actually are you specifically looking to achieve? What is that vision for you? Like, are you looking to lose body fat, grow your glutes, build strength in your legs? What are your actual goals? Because someone who's looking to, let's say, grow their glutes, their training split, if that's their number one focus, will probably look different than someone who is looking to build their shoulders versus just get stronger versus just lose weight. So first off, we need to determine like what is the outcome that you are looking to achieve by completing this, going through this workout program. The next thing, and this is also very important, is your lifestyle. And what's also encompassed in that is your ability to recover. Okay. So your ability to recover as well as how often are you realistically able to train? What is the frequency you can realistically get to the gym? Because training five times a week is great. Like there's so many great workout programs that are set up with a five-day split. But if you realistically cannot commit to making it to the gym to train five days a week, that workout split is not going to be optimal for you. You would be, you would see much more success with a training plan that is three times or four times a week because we're going to be able to tailor that split to your goals as opposed to trying to do the five times per week split and then missing workouts and missing hitting those muscle groups. So for example, let's take let's say we have three ladies and all three of them have the same goal and all, their goals are to grow their glutes and reduce body fat, okay? All three of them. But lady number 1 is a shift worker, okay? 7 and 7, day shift, night shift, 7 off, and then you have the the second lady and she is a stay-at-home mom, and then you have lady number 3 and she works 9 to 5. Okay? So their workout splits could potentially look very, very different based on their lifestyle, despite having very similar goals, because those three lifestyles are all very different. And they all have very different advantages as well as very different challenges. So for example, again, I have a lot of clients who work shift work. Okay. And when they are on shift, their ability to recover and hit the gym hard is significantly less than when they are on their days off. So that is a big thing that you want to consider when you are programming for someone who works shift work or developing a workout routine if you work shift work. And as briefly mentioned, another dimension to that is what is your ability to recover, right? So how much sleep can you get And how much sleep are you getting? And is it quality sleep? Because if you, you might be an advanced fitness level 
But if you are not able to recover, training at a high frequency, meaning like training five times per week, is actually going to be disadvantageous to you because you're not going to be able to train at that same intensity, okay? And then you're going to start to have those diminishing returns. Consideration number three is your fitness level. And again, recovery kind of weaves its way into that as well because someone who is more of a beginner level of fitness, maybe you're just getting started, your ability to recover, like you might be sore for quite a while if you are completely new to the gym or new to lifting weights. Again, you could be a very advanced athlete or advanced lifter, but if your lifestyle doesn't support that, you still might not be able to train hard five times per week. So having said that, you if you are advanced, you might be able to, but then we're really going to have to dive into that workout split and see like, okay, what do your workouts look like on those five days to optimize recovery as well as intensity in the gym? And then finally, we also want to consider your personality because I can design you like a beautiful, perfect workout plan with these amazing splits and have it all periodized properly. But like, if you don't like it and it doesn't vibe with kind of like who you are as a person, then that workout split and that training plan isn't going to be ideal for you. In, in theory, it might be ideal for you. But I think the personality aspect is overlooked sometimes. You have to consider how does this person like to train? Now, it's not to say that you're going to enjoy every single moment of your training and that you're never going to have to do things you don't like. Of course, part of that is, is pushing your comfort zone and embracing those challenges and trying things despite maybe not liking them in the past. But I do think that personality plays a role in determining a good workout split and a good program for each person. So let's just dive a little deeper, okay? So bringing it back to the goal, what do you want to achieve? So if you're listening right now, you can even think about that. Like, What is your number one goal? Because of course, most of us probably have a couple of goals, but usually there's that like number one thing that you are really training towards, okay? So what specific body parts do you want to grow or define? Like maybe you want to grow the glutes or the shoulders or the arms? Because whatever that is for you, there should be an emphasis on that area or that muscle group when it comes to how your training plan is designed. Now, that doesn't mean that if you want to grow your glutes, that you train glutes every single day or that you do a thousand reps of lunges, okay? There should be an emphasis, but it just means an emphasis. It doesn't mean an overwhelming, reoccurring theme of do hip thrusts and lunges every single day because you want to grow your ass. In fact, If that's something you're doing right now, you definitely need to stop doing that. That's very counterproductive because you have to remember your muscles don't actually grow during the training. Okay, Training and lifting weights and doing the exercises, that is just the stimulus. They they grow during the recovery phase. So that is why setting up a workout split that allows for proper sufficient recovery is so important, right? You also want to think about like, is your goal more strength-based? Is it more performance-based? Is it more weight loss-based? Okay. Or maybe even are there areas you don't want to grow? Those are all some considerations that need to be determined and thought about and reflected on when you're setting up a workout split. So for for the rest of this podcast, I'm, I'm mainly going to talk about like the goals of body recomposition, meaning muscle growth and weight loss, because that's what the majority of 
my clients are focused on. Okay. Of course, we always want to get stronger. We always want to perform better, but I don't train a lot of like strength based athletes or power lifters or anything like that. Okay. So we're going to be talking mainly about body recomp. For example, most, not all, but most of the women that we work with at Cut and Conquer, most of them don't have the goal of like building a jacked, massive chest. Okay. We do have a couple guys in the program who have a goal like that. But most of the women, like actually building and developing your pec muscles is not a high priority when it comes to the goals for their body. So it wouldn't make sense to program in chest press and chest flies and a wide variety of chest exercises into that split. Okay. I am of the belief that unless there is like a very solid, legitimate reason to not train a muscle group, that every single person should be training every muscle group at least like once every one week. Okay. So even if you don't want to, let's say, grow your chest muscle, grow your pecs, or like improve your bench press or something, you should probably still do one chest exercise per week. It's just good for your body. It helps eliminate any imbalances. It helps keep you moving properly. But again, you want to think about how many times are you training? What really are your goals? And where is your time going to be like most optimal, most optimally put, right? We don't want to focus on things that are not going to progress us closer to our goals. So one of the questions I ask myself when I'm creating training plans is like, how many times can this person hit a muscle group effectively without sacrificing recovery? And again, we're, that the answer to that is going to come back to what is your lifestyle look? What does your lifestyle look like? What is the goal? And of course, what is your fitness level? Now, for most people, now when I say most people, I'm talking like like a typical healthy person. Definitely, I wouldn't say someone who is like dedicating their entire life to the gym and is a professional bodybuilder. Um, but also not someone who's a complete beginner and, and doesn't really know where to start. Like your typical person who probably goes to the gym, has a job, maybe has kids, and they're just wanting to like improve their physique. Most typical people with that definition can hit a muscle group effectively without sacrificing much recovery about twice per week. Okay. If you can train a body part or muscle group kind of like more than twice a week, and you're kind of that average individual, you're probably not training with enough intensity. And if you're hitting it less than twice per week, arguably, is that enough stimulus for that area to grow? Mm, Debatable, right? So the kind of magic number for most people is about twice per week. But think about this. So let's say you can train your hamstrings effectively twice per week. Okay. What... I feel like this is obvious, but some people might not think that. It wouldn't make sense to train hamstrings back-to-back days, right? So that's when actually determining the order of those workouts really matters. Because if you trained properly, you probably can't train that muscle group again the next day or probably even the following day. Now, there's extremely advanced workout splits in which case you could, for example... You could train like compound lower body movements in the morning and then like isolation movements, lower body isolation movements like in the evening, something like that. But again, that's like 
really, really advanced stuff that you could dabble in if you're a professional bodybuilder. And I would argue that most professional bodybuilders don't even go that direction because again, there's better ways than that. So let's start just with kind of like your most basic split, in my opinion, because this demonstrates... It's like a very good example to kind of demonstrate what I'm talking about. Let's say you know you can commit to going to the gym three times per week. The way I would set up your workout split would be one upper body day, one lower body day, and one full body day. Okay, Because then you're hitting upper body twice, once in the upper and once in the full body, lower body twice, once in the lower and once in the full, and then you're training full body. So you're getting two upper and two lower. And then obviously we would put some type of core work in there as well. We're training your abs and slash trunk area. So for three workouts, you're actually kind of hitting the upper lower muscle groups twice. Now that's a very general split because we just called it upper body, lower body. Okay. There's many, many, many muscle groups within your upper and lower body. However, if you set up the exercises and structured the workout properly, you could make some really, really great progress when it came to building muscle and or when it comes to weight loss as well. Now, there's a lot of gray area when it comes to like what workout split is better for muscle growth versus for weight loss, but kind of like a rule of thumb that you could use. Now, again, a lot of gray area here, and there's a ton of variables that will come into play that we're going to discuss closer to the end. But if if you are someone who has predominantly a weight loss goal, okay, meaning you don't really have a specific muscle group that you are looking to build, you don't really want to build your upper body much more, you don't really want to build the glutes or the legs, you just want a little bit of muscle tone and you want to lose body fat, okay? It would likely be advantageous for you to train more muscle groups or more areas slash lifts that will hit more muscle groups more frequently, okay? Because doing those types of workouts are going to burn more calories, which means you're going to have more output, which is going to be more conducive to weight loss. Your nutrition is largely going to determine this, okay? So it's not like a certain workout split will make you lose fat no matter what and vice versa. But for example, the way that our Lean Queen program is set up at Cut and Conquer, we have our clients training with bigger sets and bigger lifts on that workout plan than we do for the clients who are more specifically looking to grow muscle. So for me, it sounds like common sense. But if you think about it, which you you might not if this is new to you, right? If you think about supersetting like a bigger lower body lift with a bigger upper body lift, like literally like a barbell squat with with even even let's just say a shoulder press. Like I probably wouldn't put those together normally, but just as an example, you're going to burn quite a bit of quite a few calories doing that set because while you're doing a barbell squat which uses like a ton of stabilizing muscles, you're hitting pretty much all of your lower body muscles. And then if you were doing a, let's say a standing shoulder press, well, then you're going to use your core to stabilize again. You're going to use your shoulders, all three heads to push the weights as well as some tricep in there. So you're hitting like a lot of muscle groups there, as opposed to if you were doing a set of bicep curls, bicep curls, you literally just stand there and bend your elbow, right? So there's definitely not as much output happening. Now, does that mean that a weight loss program cannot include bicep curls? Absolutely not. 
But there are ways to train and ways to set up your training split that can be more conducive to muscle growth versus fat loss. Now, the funny thing... So this is my perspective, but I could argue either side. You've probably heard a lot of trainers or seen it on social media who say like compound movements are king. And yes, to a, to a degree, I agree. <laughs> compound movements are essential. They obviously should be in everyone's workout programs at least multiple times per week. But I wouldn't necessarily say they are king for muscle growth all the time because I kind of lean more towards the school of thought that isolation exercises are king for hypertrophy. So if you think if you think about a squat, for example, a barbell squat, yes, they are that's a great exercise to build the lower body. But you got to think about it and you got to take it into consideration for what it is based on that individual. So depending on the person, if you're doing a barbell squat, what is going to be the limiting factor that's going to give out in that exercise first, right? If your goal is to grow your quads and you're doing a front-loaded barbell squat, okay, cool. But is are your quads going to be the biggest limiting factor or is your back or core going to give out and limit you before your quads do? right? As opposed to a leg extension where essentially we are isolating the shit out of your quads. And I mean, you could also go the other direction and say, well, the load that you could squat with a barbell is going to put more load onto your quads, which yes, is likely true. But then we have to consider your form as well as kind of that like intense stimulus that you're getting from a very isolated leg extension where you're only using your quads. When you're doing that barbell squat, It might be biased towards the quads, but you're still using your hamstrings. You're still using potentially your your back, your glutes, right? So it is very individualized. I mean, the the best answer is you need to be doing a combination of, of both types of movements. So let's give another example. Let's say your goal is weight loss. And you go to the gym and you train your arms. So you just do biceps, you just do triceps. Is that a good use of your time? In my opinion, it probably isn't because your biceps and triceps, again, are small muscles. So you don't use a lot of energy training them. Does that mean that it can't work for weight loss? Absolutely not. Because your nutrition and your cardio can totally align and make it completely possible for you to lose weight no matter what muscle groups you train, or even if you don't train at all, is it going to be optimal? No. However, if your goal is to build your biceps and build your triceps, doing an isolated arm day where you're just training those two muscles, it definitely could work. But here's the thing. You're probably thinking like, of course, that makes sense. If that's your goal, you want to. Christina just said you want your training plan to put an emphasis on your target areas. Well, yes, But if you blast the shit out of your biceps and triceps, how quickly are they going to be able to recover, right? Because that could actually diminish your training the next day if you're training something like your back or your chest or your shoulders, right? So you have to think about like you use your biceps and triceps in almost every other upper body movement. So training them and fatiguing them that much, it definitely could hinder your other training sessions. So you would definitely want to put like a lower body day following that and or a rest day, okay? Unless your goal, which I don't see it happening, is to like grow your arms and not grow your back or chest or shoulders. 
that would probably, in my opinion, not be the best workout split. So biggest thing you want to think about is what is the goal and how many times can you realistically commit to training and how often can you hit a certain muscle group without sacrificing your recovery? Okay, those are the things that are really going to dictate whether you see progress or whether you don't. So I I have quite a few clients actually who will train four or five times per week when they are off shift. But then when they're on shift, they know they can realistically only train three or four times per week if they want to train right and get that proper stimulus and still be able to recover. Okay. So a lot of our clients train four times a week during their days off and three times a week during their days on or five times per week when they're off and four times a week when they are on shift. And so the more frequently you are training, the more specific your training sessions can be. Because if you have five sessions per week, okay, well, you can afford to really kind of isolate and target certain areas. But if you only have three training sessions per week, you're going to want to make sure that you hit everything you need to hit in those three training sessions. All right. So I'm going to give you guys a couple examples of some training splits that I have done that I'm doing right now and then compare those as well with my fiance's training split because he and I have very, very, very different goals. He uh, actually has like a massive lower body. That's like my dream. So I'm always trying to grow the lower body. I'm not really trying to put much size on my upper body. I just... My upper body grows very, very quickly in comparison. Whereas he is the actual complete opposite of me. He's he His lower body is jacked and his upper body is what he's trying to focus on growing. Okay. So a couple of ways that I have split up my training plan is... So definitely an emphasis on legs. Now, again, I am one of those people that kind of dedicate my life to the gym. So for some people, I'm going to give you an alternative alternative if you feel that you can't hit the gym this many times per week or recover as efficiently. Okay. So I would do a leg day that was quad focused. Okay. So I was hitting all the muscles in my in my legs, but it was a hard focus on quad development. Then my next day would be shoulders and biceps. Okay. I like to train shoulders and biceps together because when you train shoulders, you indirectly hit your triceps and then you also hit your biceps. Okay. So you're getting kind of the stimulus for both of your arm muscles. Then I would take a rest day or I would train legs again and predominantly focus on hamstring development. Okay. So again, I was training all of my leg muscles, but it was a focus on the hamstrings. Okay. After that, again, it would either, if I didn't take a rest day there, my next day would be a rest day. And then I would hit back and triceps. Okay. So there I'm definitely giving my legs a chance to recover training back. I like to pair triceps with back sometimes because again, when you train your back, you also hit your biceps. So then again, we're getting that double training of the arms that week without having to waste a full workout on different arm muscles because my arms weren't a focus. And then after that workout came another leg day that was focusing on the glutes. So again, we had three different leg days. One was quad focused, one was hamstring focused, one was glute focused. And then we kind of throw in shoulders, biceps, back and triceps in there and space them around rest days based on how I was recovering. Okay. Now, a few alternatives to that. So this is actually how our 
Booty Queen program is set up for a lot of the phases at Cut and Conquer. And it's similar, but it actually puts a little bit more emphasis on recovery. Okay. So there'll be a leg day that's more focused on quads and hamstrings. Then we'll hit shoulders and biceps or back and triceps, um, followed by a full body day with abs or with core work. So that way you're still hitting your legs a little bit in there, but it's not like a full blown leg day because, like most people, cannot recover from three hard leg days enough to be able to train with the intensity required. And it's funny because I actually just switched my training from three leg days to two leg days because of that very reason. I just, I wasn't recovering enough. So it would be legs, quad and ham focused, and then an upper body day followed by a full body day with some core work, another upper body day, and then finishing off with a leg day that is glute and core focused. So I like that split because it gives you sufficient and ample opportunity to recover, but there's still a strong leg, a strong leg emphasis on there. Now, this is another really common one we do with our clients who train four times per week, especially because a lot of the ladies in our program, like they want to build that lower body. And I would say the majority of our clients do train four times per week. So it'll be starting with a leg day. And that could be more glute or more quad focused, depending on your goals. And then an upper body day that focuses on your back and also includes biceps and triceps. Okay. But we're not doing a full bicep workout. We're not doing a full tricep workout. It'd be like one exercise for each. Okay. Then we take a rest day or two. Then we go back. We'd hit legs again. Now, this would either be hamstring or glute focused, again, depending on your goals. And then an upper body day with a shoulder focus and a bicep and tricep exercise. Okay. So that way, we are able to still grow your upper body, but without putting a huge focus on that. We're still hitting your arms and then we're still putting that main focus on the lower body. So all of those are really, really great options. Again, you have to figure out how often can you commit to going to the gym? What are your goals? And how quickly can you recover? Okay. Now to contrast all of that, I'm going to tell you guys about Brendan's workout split right now. So he's actually been doing this one for several weeks now. It's working very, very well for him. Uh, His goal is to mainly grow his back, his chest, and his shoulders. So the way we have his workout split right now, he's training five times per week. He does shoulders and triceps. Then he does legs and abs. And then he does a push-pull workout. Okay. I personally am not a big fan of a push-pull workout. Just personally, it's just my personal preference. I have some clients who do it and love it and have extremely good results. And if I'm being honest, with this style, Brendan has actually had the best results he's had since I started doing his programming. So we are really, really liking this for him right now. So shoulders and triceps, legs and abs, then a push-pull. So predominantly a chest and back, rest day, shoulders and biceps. And then another push-pull and then a day off. So that's working very, very well for him. And the thing with this is... And again, we're not talking about like the, the breakdown of your actual workouts. We're just talking about the splits. But it allows him to hit a lot of upper body and still recover, right? So he's hitting shoulders and triceps. So when you train shoulders, you indirectly train your triceps as well. So he's blasting his triceps there. He trains legs and abs. That's kind of like a rest day for his upper body. Then he does push-pull. So he trains chest and back. So in doing so, he also indirectly hits a little bit of shoulders with the, with the chest work. 
He also hits triceps with the chest work. He also hits his back and he hits his biceps because when you train back, you also train biceps. Then he takes a rest day. Then he goes back and he trains shoulders, indirectly triceps with biceps. So now we've hit arms already that week three times. Then to finish off the week, push, pull, hits chest again, hits back again, also hits biceps, also hits triceps again. Then it's a rest day. Now that probably seems like a lot and it probably seems like, oh shit, well, how is he able to recover? The key there is his workouts are quite short. Okay. If he were doing even, even 90 minute workouts for that split, it wouldn't work because he would not be recovering. His workouts are about 45 minutes and he trains them quick, efficiently, hard, and moves on. So for him, this actually has been working a lot better than when we had his workout splits as kind of like that conventional like chest day and then like shoulder day and leg day, like that sort of split. Now, again, I actually kind of like the bro split, you know, like I have clients who do it. I've done the bro split before, which is like one muscle group per day. And again, that can also work. It depends on who you are. It depends on what exercises you're doing. It depends also not just on your workout split, but how your workout splits are periodized over each phase of your training plan. Like just because you have a certain goal does not mean there's one perfect split and then that's what you should do forever, right? Because these splits can fall into a much like larger... They do fall into a much larger picture. So maybe you're listening to this. Maybe you work with a different coach and you're like, oh my God, my coach is totally out to lunch because she has me doing or he has me doing this training split. And Christina said, this is the best one for that goal. Well, you can... This is just a snapshot, right? Because I might have a client who's building, like working on building their glutes and we've been hitting glutes really, really, really hard. And then we take them into a phase where maybe we just lay off the glutes a little bit and it's almost like a deload. And we shift the focus for a short period of time to a different muscle group to just kind of like, again, change up the stimulus, give the glutes like that bit of extra recovery. And then we go back to hammering them hard, right? So you can't just take this as a snapshot. It has to be like in combination with the bigger picture. And this is also why like if potentially you've done like a, let's say an eight-week challenge before or a 12-week challenge and you like had some progress, but you didn't actually really get results, right? Like you felt changes, you saw changes, but there was no like lasting transformation. You didn't go through all the phases. You like started working out and then you you didn't have that that proper periodization to go to the next phase and continue to see that progress and continue to build. You just kind of did a snapshot. So again, you will likely almost guarantee you will want to change up your split every several weeks. Now, you don't want to change your split every week. Definitely not. I would argue to definitely not do that. I don't really think there would be much context in which that would be advantageous. Changing it every like four to eight weeks, a little bit or a lot could be beneficial to you. Okay. Most of my clients, we change their split every four to eight weeks. If you're someone who trains like three times per week, you're probably going to want to change it up sooner. Because if you're training three times per week, your training is going to be less specific and less targeted. So you'll want to change that up more frequently so that you're not missing certain muscle groups or you're not creating any imbalances by doing like those exact three workouts for eight weeks, right? If you train four times per week or five times per week, you can get away with keeping that split for a lot longer if it's working for you because you have more variety in there and you're going to be hitting more muscle groups and more different exercises usually. Now, whether you change up your split a lot or a little is also going to depend on 
your your long-term goal and what the overall structure of your program is looking like. So sometimes I'll have a client who we just change the workout split a little bit. Like that could be a slight shift from doing like keeping everything the same, but just shifting like one of their leg days to be a little more glute focused. Or it could be like a complete switch up and just like really like I would I don't want to say shock your body because people think like, oh, we need to shock your body to see progress. It's not about shocking your body, but sometimes you need like a new stimulus because your body and your mind is very much kind of like adapt to what you're doing and you're kind of just going through the motions. Now, before we wrap this one up, I do want to touch on a few things that matter more than your workout split. Because honestly, you guys, you can do pretty much any workout split and both gain muscle and or lose fat. Okay, Because your nutrition is really going to dictate that so much more than what you're doing in the gym. However, it would be completely naive to say that the way you split up your workouts doesn't matter at all. And I think the biggest thing I want to convey in this is that you cannot overlook your recovery if you're looking for results. And if you want to grow your glutes, the the way to do that is to not train glutes every single day of your life. It's not going to work that way. If you want actual results, it needs to be intelligently programmed in a manner that's actually going to take you closer to those goals. And it's not just you taking a shot in the dark and winging things and going trial and error and like wondering if it's actually the right thing to do. Because not only is that frustrating, it's, it is frustrating, right? Because you work really hard, but you don't know if what you're doing is actually the right thing. Okay. So a couple of things that do matter a lot when it comes to your progress is your nutrition, you guys. Like you can't out-train an improper diet. I said improper and not a bad diet because now this might sound like crazy, but you can eat quote unquote unhealthy foods and still lose weight. Like I don't know why people think they have to eat quote unquote healthy or clean. Now I am very much of the school of thought where like you should eat healthy and clean basically always, basically always. Like I personally don't almost ever eat what someone would consider junk food, but I think labeling foods as good, labeling foods as bad is very, not only incorrect, but misleading because then people think like, oh, I can't have X if I want to lose weight. Sometimes there's going to be a time and a place where you don't want to eat X, whatever that food is, fill in the blank for yourself. And there's going to be times where certain foods do not support your goals. But to say that you can't eat candy if you want to lose weight is literally bullshit. Like it's so far from the truth. However, making sure that your nutrition is in alignment with your goals is everything. It's everything, you guys. Like, Again, when I just prepped for my shows, I lost 30 pounds, got pretty darn shredded, very low body fat percentage in a relatively short amount of time. People were like, oh my God, what are you doing for training? It's like, I trained the exact same way, the exact same intensity of anything. I trained a lot less intensely when I was prepping because I had no energy. It's the nutrition. It's the diet that changes, right? The the way you eat completely determines the way that you look and the way that you feel. Recovery. Again, we already talked about recovery, but sleep, how much sleep you're getting, how much sleep can you get? It sounds it sounds crazy again, you guys, but like so often you're actually going to get way more benefit and reward from an hour of sleep than you will from an hour in the gym or an hour doing cardio. Okay. And form, proper form, right? It doesn't matter how optimal your workout split is if you're not doing the exercises correctly. I'm not going to go into that one on this episode, but Learn proper form, you guys. 
stress. How, like, where are your stress levels? Some people can actually function better with a little bit of stress in their life. But there comes a point where there's too much stress and you don't even have the space in your brain to be able to be aware of what you're doing, right? And awareness is so important, especially when we're talking about weight loss and muscle growth, because all of those things come from behaviors and awareness. And if you are too overwhelmed and too stressed out to even be fully aware of what you're doing, what you're thinking, where your head's at, like seeing progress, not only is it going to be challenging, it's going to suck. It's not going to feel good. It's going to feel like work and it's going to feel hard. And something that again is a complete myth is that this is hard. Like there is a way, you guys, where getting in shape is not hard. Is it challenging? Is there work to do? Yeah. But it doesn't feel, it doesn't have to feel like your body is completely working against you. Okay. And then finally, another important consideration above workout splits is your mindset. Like, where is your self belief? Where is your confidence at? Because these things absolutely matter. If you're not confident in yourself, you don't believe in yourself. It doesn't matter if you have the best workout split or the worst workout split because you're not going to be confident enough to stay consistent. You're not going to be confident enough to show up. You're not going to be confident enough to train at the intensity that you need to train at to get the results that you want to achieve because you're not going to believe you're worthy of those results. So you guys, hopefully you got some value. If you have any questions on workout splits, shoot me a message on Instagram at Nifina. If you enjoyed this one, if you learned something new, definitely let me know that you tuned in. Take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Nifina, and let me know some of your takeaways. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life. 